you know, when you're at work, let's say it's about 10, 13. You've been there for an hour, hour and a half, maybe. And, um, you know, you're just, you're, it's a little, you're a little annoyed. You're a little annoyed. You've been there, you're sitting there, people are bothering you. You turned in all your reports from last night, but somehow they're asking you to do more. Your boss is in your, in your emails, messaging you, asking why you're doing something, this and this and this. And you're just like, you know what? I need a minute or an hour and a half. So what do you do? You put on a movie. You put on a movie at work. You put on a TV show. You put on something interesting that you can watch. And this is what this podcast is about, the Movies at Work podcast. I'm Drew. I'm Justin. I'm Kiyoki. And yeah, this is a podcast about much watching movie TVs and talking with your friends at work and family and all that stuff. So, you know. We talk about everything, movies, we talk about everything, TV shows, yeah. all the good stuff, all the bad stuff. I've been posting movies, um, like stuff that I'm watching at work, literally. Yeah, what's that Instagram, like, like cinema, like, what is it called? Oh, it's called uh, Movies at Work. No, not that one. <laughs> like, you can movies at Work on IG, that's ours. <laughs> No, you be posting like from a different one, like uh, well, there's like World of Cinema, yeah. there's comic book. I be posting a bunch, man. From I watch it, I followed a bunch of movie gotcha. podcast, movie things because that's what we do, and uh, TV shows and all that junk. Gotcha. Well, speaking of social media, you can definitely follow us on Instagram and movies at work on Instagram, Twitter movies at work one, movies at work one, because some jackass out there decided to take our, uh, our he, handle. He robbed us. He robbed. He really did, but it's fine. And. Uh, yeah, so this week we're gonna have some fun. Movies at work pod. Oh, an email. at Gmail. Movies at work pod at Gmail. We haven't gotten any emails yet, but we have been getting a lot of requests through social media. Yeah, honestly, like I love it. Like people keep hitting me up about movies we should review that we should watch. They be like, "Yo, watch this at work." I'm like, "Bruh, I definitely cannot put Human Centipede on at work." Uh, I mean, you can. You'll just probably get fired. Yeah, immediately. immediately. <laughs> uh, it's immediate. And so, uh, but yeah, like, yo, send us your requests. I'll, I'll definitely mention it. I will definitely look at it. So far, I've got The Sandlot. Uh, I got... Um, you know, The Sandlot is like a classic. I feel like I can always watch The Sandlot. I, you know what? Because it's going to be a good person. Like, <laughs> like I can't think of anybody that said anything bad Sandlot. about it. I think I got Unbreakable, and I also have... Uh, I actually watched Unbreakable yeah. yesterday. You finally saw it? Oh. Well, I watched it at work. Okay, but you saw, saw it before, or is that your first time? Oh, I've seen it a million times. That's how I'm doing Okay. Uh, Midsummer. Oh, no, Midsummer. Have you seen that? I've never seen no, it. No, I saw the director's first uh, the movie before that, which was Hereditary. That was something else. That I never insane. saw. I want. That's Watch, what it is. I can't super remember. Freaky, Midsummer sounds like it's gonna be not as good as Hereditary, but super crazy and freaky. I read all the reviews from it. It's Ari Aster. He's the director Bet. and also the writer of it, and it's. Super crazy stuff. Crazy white people doing stuff. Well, we can't watch it in the country. Well, we can't watch it on the big screen. At work. We can watch it on our phones at work. Was Hereditary directed by the same person who did Mother? Uh, no, that was uh, Mother did Mother with an exclamation mark, right? With uh, with Jennifer yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah that was uh, the same guy that did Noah. So oh, and also yeah. he was up for the Wolverine, but then he found out that he had to be away from. Uh, you know America because they filmed in Japan exclusively for like almost a year. Oh, year the half, so Wolverine! Yeah, oh, so he one. dropped out. Yeah, gotcha. so he was originally pinned to direct that and write it, but then he found out oh, I have to be away from home for like a year. He he wasn't about it, so he dropped out. And then James Mangold to bet, gotcha. bet, 
Well, um, we're going to talk about um, an exciting little show on Netflix that I actually finally watched and caught up all the They've been <laughs> teasing me about it since we started this podcast. It but, came out 20 years ago. But hey, listen, I only seen it for the first time, I think, when season two came out. So. Netflix has been around for more than 10 hey, years. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of stuff on Netflix you haven't seen yet either. So, anyways. That's not true. Okay, so, <laughs> I, um, but I did finally watch it. We're, we're talking about the show You. Before you! We, before we get to it, just want to talk you. about a couple of things that's been you. happening in the world okay. right now. Can we talk about the trailer? Yeah, I was about to bring it up. Oh, bring that shit up. Okay, cool. So the trailer he's referring to, so the Black Widow final trailer dropped today. We mentioned, we mentioned it like nine times, too, but every time they drop a new one, we talk about it on the right. podcast. This is the final trailer. But I think there's only been two trailers, though. There's, yeah. There was it's the like first a teaser. official trailer, yeah. and then right. it was like a little thing for the Super Bowl, yeah. and then this is the actual final trailer. So fire. what do you guys think of the trailer? Drew, you to start? No, you know what, Kyoki? You start. Okay. Yeah, start up. Let's go from bottom up. I thought it was good. It looks cool. Like, it looks interesting. It looks like it explains more. I like the fact that it showed, like, uh, Black Widow's sister on the table talking about what she's going through. And then you see a syringe. So, you know that there's some alterations happening there to uh, super soldiery alterations, I'm guessing. Um, and then it looks like it's going to be exciting. So, it looks like it's going to be a fun movie. I just hope that it's a, a good story because... Basically, Black Widow's like the female Captain America. She's badass. She's been kicking ass all over the place. And now you get to see the team that she had with before she actually came over to the Avengers. Yeah, her whole thing, she just didn't have the serum, correct? Right. That's what it well, was. I remember yeah, talking about that earlier. But yeah, yeah, exactly. She's supposed to be a female version of Captain America from a comic book standpoint. But yeah. I think in the Ultimates version where this is derived from, she is like the equivalent to Captain America in her country. Bad. Okay. And then there's a, whatchamacallit, what's the Crimson, oh, I can't, why am I, anyway, the movie ain't out yet, so I don't feel that bad. But, um, yeah, but what, 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 so do you have a complaint? Uh, yeah, the only, uh, only complaint is I, I really don't need to see people, like, having, uh, air, airtime flights on top of things that are falling apart in mid-sky. Other than that, I'm okay. So what's funny about that is someone on Twitter wrote, yo, you had her parachuting from a building and fighting in the middle of the air. But in Endgame, she just jumped off a cliff. Like. <laughs> exactly. Like, literally the simplistic end to her life. And you're like, she's the most fantastical woman I've ever seen who does not have superpowers or flies. The more I think about it, too, it's even if I watched the first event, the, I watched the first Avengers uh, a couple days ago because I watch it religiously. And literally, there's a point, remember the part where she jumps off Cap Shield and it, catches the fly? Exactly. And you're like, yo, this person has no powers. She has no powers and she's normal. And she's like, Cap's a little tired. She's super tired. But she's like, you know what? I. I I gotta catch this alien flying this flying jet ski Yo! up to the top of this building and I gotta jump off this building after I steer the alien and fly off where Loki is and watch him get fucking handled. So all of your uh, bullshit complaints. Yo, Taskmaster put in work. Mimicked T'Challa. I, yeah, I didn't notice that. Though. And Cap. Yeah. All in the, in the thing. That's he cool. Mimicked, so there was a part, I don't know if you noticed it, um, he was actually watching... Uh, Natasha from Iron Man 2 it looked like yeah right. yeah. Um, so watching like that happen so that, that was shit. really cool there was one part um, in the trailer that I really liked I think it was I don't know the character's name 
the guy from Stranger Things. Yeah. Um. I. I. I usually I'm pretty good at it. But for some reason. So, but his character when he was fighting him, he like kicked him. Yeah. And, like backflip in the middle of the air. I thought that was really cool. And that was like Spider Man move. And right. you're just like, yo, he's really like tap. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, Taskmaster's move, which I mentioned earlier in earlier podcasts, Taskmaster's special of uh, quote unquote ability is is that he can pretty much mimic any fighting style of any any character. So that's why he's got the shield like Cap. That's why he got the bow and arrow like Hawkeye, and that's why he's doing the claws like like uh, David Harbor, the Russian. Yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah. Well, David Harbor. Yeah. yeah. But we're talking about Taskmaster specifically, gotcha. though. Okay. He's the one who can do all of this shit. He's one of the like I, I don't know whose main bad guy he is in the comics, but like Captain America. Yeah. And, uh, he kind of shows up. He shows up mainly like in Avengers he just shows up yeah probably he'll pop up in Spider-Man it's not like Doctor Doom it's like Doctor Doom is yeah he's Fantastic Four's bad guy but honestly he's but Avengers he's a he's Taskmaster because he has multiple powers multiple fightings that means he can take on multiple people exactly so the fact that they're showing him mimic these moves is pretty like the claws were like oh shit he's got he's got T'Challa too he's got Black Panther's moves too like god damn well yeah because T'Challa's fighting style is pretty good because he's giving it to uh, but is it T'Challa though or is it T'Chaka because remember this takes place before Oh, this you're right. Before. You're right. It shouldn't take place before because it's after. But it's but think about it. So is it before the Avengers or it's after? Because he's watching video of Iron Man two, which is it's probably so a year so or six months place, before. This takes place Avengers after takes place. Civil War, apparently. Okay. So yeah. T'Challa, I don't know this. I don't know how long he was. I guess he was Black Panther for a while, but he didn't really go outside of Wakanda like that. Yeah. Right. So the only other Black Panther I could think of that maybe he's mimicking. Is T'Chaka his father? It's, it it's got to be T'Challa just because his father didn't look like he had a, well, remember a though, suit going on there, and he already had it. He already yeah, had remember T'Challa was there. still doing. He was he was he was performing as Black Panther, just right. not as the king, king of Wakanda. So I'm wondering, like, where would he be watching? Because Black Panther wasn't really around like that. Like, if you think of just so in the storyline of Civil War, that probably took place over a course of a week. You're right. And then Black Panther takes place a week after Civil War. So this place this takes place right after God damn. This takes place right after Civil War. I didn't even think about that. You're right. So that's what I'm thinking. So Black Panther, like T'Challa, he was Black Panther, but he was probably still in Wakanda because no one really knew like Wakanda like that in Black well, Panther. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's gonna know about Black Panther doing anything because you didn't see news reports because they always had it. Right, so that's what I'm saying. I wonder so if he like found like him. I wonder if he found Wakanda somewhere or like how would he get footage of like Black Panther? Well, like, he's a Russian he's, spy. Exactly. I mean, he's obviously a spy. Right. Like, so you know, it ain't that complicated. Exactly. It's like when Natasha finds out who Black Panther is, she's like, "Yo, I'm like the worst spy ever, dog." <laughs> Remember when they all find out who Black Panther is and everybody's like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like, yeah, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We just fought aliens from the sky, but we couldn't figure out." that Wakanda was the most advanced place in the, in the, in the world. Like, what the hell? But anyway, the preview was pretty dope, man. It was dope. So I actually enjoyed it as well. So I mentioned before that I was like, I'm excited <laughs> I was going to watch it, but I was kind of like met about the movie yeah. just because I know what Natasha Romanoff's endgame is. She's and coming back. It. So she may. No, she back. she'll come back as a different actress. But I think that if, <laughs> you know, the only way they can do it, it is the, the only way they can do it if it would be like maybe she didn't die, maybe a scroll did no, no, no. it'll be her and then her sister takes over as the new Natasha well, and one thing if she's a successful character or if she's not already Taskmaster one thing you gotta remember guys we're talking about comic, movie, comic books here like they, no one ever really does do you believe that Any they idea? don't really die but no they also really can't get the same stunt doubles they had when they started the movie. I mean, but it's okay you're right no one ever really dies man they, they keep coming back 
They're always gonna come back. No, they they come back like Fast and Furious. No, they're they coming back. There. They come back. Captain America's coming back. The uh, Iron Man's coming back. Everybody's coming back. At some right. point, they all come back. They'll just come back with the lower paying uh, actors. They always, always they do. They do. come back. Because yeah. Superman died, Captain America died. No, everybody, bro, died. everybody's died numerous times. I mean, they had a Heroes Reborn storyline where bro, they killed everybody. Yeah, like, back. Bad guys come back. No one ever does. No one ever does. But, um, yeah, yeah that's true. true. Wolverine died, too. Black Widow comes out May 1st, I believe. Tickets are not on sale yet, but it should be coming. Um, uh, today was a national... Uh, yesterday, yesterday. So it didn't drop on International Women's Day, but they did put out a little video talking about, you know, Happy International Women's Day. So that's cool. So look out for Black Widow. Um, another exciting thing, um, over this past weekend, the Pixar movie Onward came out. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before we started the podcast. I know that I want to see it just because of the storyline about the whole father situation. Um, I know we're going to do a review on here probably in the next couple of weeks just talking about it and some of my other favorite Pixar movies. Do either of you have a, like a, a inkling and do you guys want to see Power at all? I, I mean, I kind of want to see it just uh, from what my friend was uh, talking about. Like his son was emotionally moved by it. He said he cried during it, and then he thought it was sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, um, I hope that... He's one of our listeners, too, so I I trust his guys in movies only because he can enjoy them or he can give me the straight answer of how it goes. So I'll, I'll watch it for that. I didn't have any inclination to watch it before, but now I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. I'm sure I'll end up seeing it. I've seen Full Metal Alchemist before, so, you know. It's, a, it's an anime with the exact same plot. Okay. I've watched... One episode of Full Metal Alchemist. Literally, the story of Full Metal Alchemist is the dad dies, or I think it's the mom actually. So and they just try to bring him back, and they uh, do. No, it's the dad. Their dad dies, and they try to bring him back through a magical spell, but they fuck up, and they end up sending the spirit of the little brother into a full armor suit. <laughs> oh damn, that is not a Disney movie. That is not. No, the movie, the movie, but the movie's similar. They try to bring the dad back after he dies, and he, but they um, end up like bringing like something else but anyway yeah that title makes so much more sense now because of that explanation yeah no yeah so um but i, I kind of want to see it too i you know um i the visuals for whatever reason i didn't like them that much but then when everybody right. talked about the story they're yeah. like yo this is a good story the visuals like playing because you're like oh i have a bunch of great characters you're like yeah. this is very weird change exactly. strange amount of time but then everybody things. said like all the reviews come in like yo this is really your movie and i'm like oh. yeah yeah, I think right now it has like an 87 or 86 on oh, Tomatoes. That's pretty good. That's pretty good nowadays. Yeah, no, it is. That is. Because people are judging harder, which I like because that means they're not just throwing uh, like. lessons. Or, no, because I want it to be properly rated, not just, oh, yeah, it was good. I want yeah. it to be good for so many reasons. That's true. Yeah. Not just one. So Onward stars Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Octavia Spencer is in it. Um, so definitely check out Three of my favorite actors Honestly I love Tom Holland I love Chris Pratt Because Chris Pratt Is literally the white me And uh <laughs> Yo Did you work at Bubba Gump? Yo Chris Pratt is the white me bro That He is tall and chubby With a scruffy beard And women love him uh, Honestly, I believe, I believe he got buff in nah. uh, Guardians and also in Jurassic Park. No, you're being nice because they literally made fun of him being chubby in Endgame. Oh, like, well, yeah, they go back to exactly. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? He's like, you, you put okay. I'm gonna get some dumbbells. You know, you know, you can't eat dumbbells, right? And honestly, he was big as hell in oh, no. Parks and Rec. He was, he was, he was big as hell. Rec and no, he was, wanted, wanted. He, he was like, like you're right. Yeah. I forgot all about that. He yeah. was big as hell. Like I remember, like in fact, there's a point in Parks and Rec where you're like. 
yo, they really hired this man. Right. And then he gets skinny once he gets casted for Guardians. Exactly. You can see it. Like, you can see when he gets cast for Guardians, all of a sudden he, like, gets skinny. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I definitely want to go see it. Cause, and Octavia Spencer, she's, of course, great. Oh, it's great. She's, she's coming back. So, all right. Well, to talk about our main subject today. You! Netflix news. You! You <laughs> is a Netflix show basically about this guy named Joe. Bars, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yo. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, it's about this guy named Joe who, some people say he's passionate, other people say he's crazy. Uh, it's so funny because when I actually first started watching it, I was like, oh, we should say... Is Joe a passionate lover? Yo, that was the first. He hadn't watched yeah. the show yet. He only exactly. watched like one or two episodes. Like, and we're like, the first episode, you're like, oh, he's a little bit much. I was like, no, fool. And like, no, no watch, watch five episodes. No, watch three episodes. Watch three episodes. And you'll get exactly what it was crazy as fuck. He's out of his goddamn he's mind. He's a little crazy. So, he's a lot crazy. But basically, it just follows a story named um, guy named Joe who just. He finds a female and becomes overly infatuated. He doesn't find a female. He doesn't find a woman. Right. Joe, no. You know what? We're going to, you know what? Justin, we're going to describe the first five minutes of the show. Right. Okay. Because it's not really anything big reveal or anything. Um, it's just showing you how Joe, what Joe really is. Joe is a, works at a bookstore. They sell rare and, and hard to find books, but also popular books as well. In New York. In New York. And he kind of talks shit about how, um, you know how people don't read as much, and he's he's a little cynical, but he's also a romantic. And so a beautiful woman walks in by the name of Beck. Beck, and he sees her. And he's like, "Yo, Beck, like, yo, you're kind of pretty. Uh, what's the actress's name that plays her? I don't know. She's, I'm looking it up right now. She's she's a she's pretty. She's a blonde haired, blue eyed white woman. She's you know. uh you know poor man's version of Jennifer. Uh, she actually does look like Jennifer. Yeah, she's Lawrence. very. I mean, not even yeah. poor, just you know. Yeah. Yeah. And my and Joe's a, a handsome white dude, tall. You know, he's, he's, of, he's, he's a creepy looking black uh, white guy. I just want to say, no, dark hair. He's, he's a good. He was guy. in one other show, and I was like, he looks kind of. I think what it is is as the show gets goes, they start showing him in different angles. Yeah, I mean he's he's got good looking features, but he also has creepy eyes. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And so, um, and so she comes in looking for a book, and he's like, "Oh, I kind of like this girl." And they have their little cute meet, meet cute. You know what I'm saying? Like they <laughs> yeah, meet cute. They're they're flirting on Elizabeth Lale. Elizabeth Lale. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> as they, you know, as they, you know, they converse, and and and, and there's an inner monologue. Uh, the thing about the show is that I didn't realize this until someone played. Joe has an inner monologue. So as we're watching, as viewers, we see Joe talking and hear Joe talking. But if you watch the show, he's not verbalizing. Right. He's thinking. So these women are like, he's talking to this woman. And like he's thinking one thing, like, you're beautiful. And oh, we can really make this work. And, then and, his, and his inner monologue is in real time. Too, exactly. So while he's doing But he's not... Things actually talking right and so he's telling what he's thinking yeah and a lot of times they blur like they kind of like they you don't hear what the other person's saying <laughs> you right. just hear joe thinking to you himself you hear him zone him out and then and so he has this meet cute with this woman beck and at first they're like they they don't exchange numbers or anything he's just like okay she comes in my store it's great antique books old books she's smart i like her she's pretty so he's like, you know what? I do what everybody does. And you're like, okay, cool. And I Google her. And you're like, okay. And he finds her Facebook. And you're like, oh, people do that all the time. Like, that's, it's a little stalkerish, but honestly, everybody does it. So you allow it. That's the normal way. That's yeah. the normal way. And you're like, okay, good job, Joe. Or maybe you message her. Maybe you friend her. And then he's like, then the next thing I do is, uh, you know, I find your address. And you're like, yo, <laughs> what? This is the first three minutes of the show. And let you know exactly what you're about to get into. Joe is a stalker. 
And, no, and, he finds her address, and then you see he oh, looks outside of her window. He's like, "Hey, oh, this is her scene." Like, oh, After okay, yeah, yeah, and he's like, like, "You're right. You're right." He, he, does he starts all to conjure up all of the little thoughts that he's like, "Oh my god, you're exactly what I wanted. I should have known it." Even though you're like, you just talked about her like yeah. a few minutes ago, and now you know all these things, and you're outside of her place. He literally found all her shit. And so the interesting thing about the show is, and this is why Justin said, "Is he romantic or is he crazy?" It's like, you know, the first couple episodes, it's just Joe being a creep, but he's not doing anything. And you think, okay, he's a stalker, but he loves her. He likes her. He's watching her. And then you finally get to a point where, how does he end up meeting? Like, he's such a good stalker that he's like, he's showing up at her events. Exactly. He's showing up in her classes. They're running to each other at the Starbucks or at the at the coffee shop. You're like, all right, Joe, like you're taking a little far, my guy. He's doing his research. And the whole time, and remember, he has this inner monologue. He's talking to people. He's talking to her like like the, like he's a romantic. Exactly. He's like, oh yeah, you know, you're the one for me, and you're perfect for me, and I want to make these sacrifices for you. And he goes way out of his way to like make sure he's in the same spot. So like he'll text her and be like, oh, hey, what are you doing? As he's standing outside of her window, she's like, well, I'm about to go to the grocery store. We should meet up later. And he's like, all right, cool. But like he like follows her all the way around. And then runs into completely runs into her. So it's little stuff like that. And mind you, Beck is living her life. She's living her best life. She's a young woman. She's single, sort of. She's, she's single slash complicated. She's she's hooking up. She's, she's not up. she's not necessarily like single. She's not in a relationship, but she is definitely hooking up. And there's a point to where she is, for whatever reason, in her window, touching herself. And this is where it get for me. This is when I knew Joe was crazy. He watches her in her window as she touches herself. Which I mean, okay, for some people that's a fantasy. For some people, it's not. It's a lot. It's a lot to process. But what does Joe do? He starts touching himself too on the street. And you're just like, oh my God. On the streets right. with his fucking hat on. With his <laughs> super creeper. Like a New York <laughs> everyday creeper. Hat on. And you're like, fucking jacket and a fucking Yankees okay. cap or whatever cap he had on. Now, when I explain all this to you guys, this is New York. This is Joe. The whole time you're watching, you're almost rooting. You're rooting for Joe. You're like, yo, Joe, you can pull this off, bro. He's having weird ass flashbacks about his. Is it foster parent or no? It's is uh, pretty much like his teacher, yeah, or mentor, yeah, if you will. Yeah, you because, get more backstory in the second season. Yeah, um, but this one is yeah, it's like the, his mentor. This is how he ended up actually owning the bookstore that he's working exactly. at as well. Right. And so anyway, so we're and we're obviously we're paraphrasing, but remember the, at the end of the day, you realize he's Joe's a stalker. Like no, no real way to get around it. He's stalking Beck, and. But somehow he gets in her good graces and they end up dating. Like she ends up falling for him. Well, it's after he's already met her at a, some sort of poetry meeting or anything like that. Yeah, he goes down to the subway and sees her. She falls on the rails. He goes and saves her. Literally, he got lucky. He got, he got, he lucky. got very fortunate to do that. But then he saves her and then also steals her phone. And then she's like, Oh, I lost my phone. Yo! And he, so that he clothed it so that way he has her Apple, um, you know. He has her Apple address. He has all her info. And then, so when she gets a new phone, he, she's still signed into it. So he gets to see all of her messages. Which is, that is how he gets knows. her to fall in love with him. Exactly. Is he knows everything she's saying to everybody. He's Super in her phone. Creep level maximum. 
Like, it's like, bro, this is not, yo. It's like, not love. It's not passion. This guy's been duplicating and reading all of your messages. All so he's like, of your oh, messages. I know all your inner struggles, literally. And literally. All the things that he's saying to his friends, all uh, her friends, and all seeing all of their replies so they know exactly where they are in that situation. So he's like, oh, man, I got I to gotta get to you somehow, but also keep your grimy friends away from you so I can keep you all to myself. Like a creeper. Yeah, a creeper. And, um... You know, so first off, uh, gentlemen, and I guess ladies, if you identify with Joe, you're a little crazy. <laughs> Look, everybody has looked people up on Facebook. That's pretty normal, or IG, or whatever. But if you're showing up at people's houses and you don't know them... That's the line. That's the line. You've crossed it. You crossed it 20 minutes before that. Joe's not a hero in any way, shape, or form. He's a terrible person. I identify with him like, oh man, I want to get this girl. And yeah! When you get to that point where you're like... I'm finding your address. You're like, mm, mm. It, it, <laughs> and then, and then I'm gonna go out there. No, nah. he's very passionate. He falls in love very hard. He's about that murder life. That's that sounds like. <laughs> if you have to find out where somebody lives before you even go and have a coffee with them, or even smell their <laughs> earlobe or cheek or neck, then you you go. You go. You gotta go to jail. So, you have to go to jail first. Uh, obviously, um, as. You know, speaking of murder, uh, now Meg does have an ex, I guess, or someone she's hooking up with, a main, who's who ends up disappearing randomly. But where does he disappear to, guys? Where does where does where does this man disappear? So Joe has a um, so Joe is a he works in a bookstore. He also owns it. Um, he restores old books. Right? Yeah, it's an old bookstore. The guy that gave it to him was also a mentor of his, and he in the, in the basement of the bookstore had like this cellar that was made out of glass, like thick glass, and it was like air conditioned to try to keep old and pristine books in perfect condition. Um, and he, you know, taught Joe all the best ways of how to, uh, I would say, treat books and fix books and all the stuff like that. Well, because Joe is passionate, I would say, and I'm using quotation marks around passionate, obviously, but um, he would, you know, trap people in here and in the sake of love. So the guy that we're referring to as far as the Beck was hooking up with, Joe felt like they didn't belong with, with each other, so he sort of tricked them into getting going there, knocked them out, and then locked them in this cage for, like, what, a week or so before... Yeah, uh, like, yeah. An undetermined unter- amount of time. No, no, no. Because you know what? No, you're, you're paraphrasing. He locks... He First off, he finds a guy befriends him randomly. Out, you know, because Joe's, remember, he's stalker level maximum. He befriends a guy, gets him to come down in the cage, locks him in the cage. And so the guy, he... Lo- he feeds the guy like he doesn't leave, let him starve. Yeah, oh, right, he no, he keeps like, him alive. But he he's says like, like disappear. Capture. He tell remember he tells the guy, "Yo, don't ever talk to Beck again." Right. And the guy's like, "Okay," but then he kind of like the guy kind of tries to sneak out and kind of get past Joe and kind of and Joe's like, "Wait," and, and before Joe remember because Joe's about to let him go, but then he does. What does he do? Um, I can't remember what he does. But instead of just killing him because you know, that's what a normal sociopath would do. What does Joe do? Joe, Joe tortures him. The guy's allergic to peanuts. And he gives him peanuts and let him choke to death in his little tiny office. Mm-hmm. After being trapped in there for who knows how long. I think it was about a week. I don't, yeah, it would be at least a week or two. And so, of course, Joe usually keeps him alive long enough to 
know what's going on, know their schedule, and also get to know their yeah, right. captor. The entire time that he keeps this man locked up in the cage, he's texting from his phone. From the other guy's phone. From the other guy's phone. <laughs> I forgot all like, about that. on social media. Because uh, Beck is trying to hit him up saying, hey, where are you? Where are you? You haven't responded. And, you know, Beck is getting mad at him because she, she thinks that this dude is ghosting you know, her when reality he's actually being held up. Which, first off, bitch, I thought she was in love with Joe. So yeah. you know what? Was she? In love well, with she Joe? wasn't in love. She with was Joe. dating Joe. She, she dating liked Joe, but... Joe. She liked Joe only because the guy was not there. I mean, you know what? If this was like a normal situation, you would hate Beck. Like that's how the way the show is like framed. It's like Beck. It really is like she's flighty. She's a little trifling. She's bad with money. Yes, your friends think you're flighty. That's why he sees the yeah. text. But he's like, but I know you're not like that. She yeah. has friends, yeah. and that her friends are a little crazy, and they all yeah. kind of like Beck. You know, you're not the one that we actually, you know, we hold accountable. You know. And so it's a, it's a thing. It's a whole Beck is like if this was a normal situation, you wouldn't like Beck. Right. Exactly. And Joe she loves her, but he has issues with her. Right. Being the way she is. She has her best friend Peach played by uh the finest of actresses. Um can someone Google her real quick? Me and Kyoki had a thirty seven minute conversation before the show started. Um what's her name? Oh, it's uh, Shay Mitchell. Mitchell, who also was in Gilmore Girls. No, she was in. Or Pretty Little Liars. Pretty, Pretty Little, Little Liars. Liars. Oh my god. She Mother's Day, Possession. She's. I, I saw Possession. She's in Dollface. Dollface is the one on Hulu. Dollface, yeah. Uh, she's very, very attractive. Uh, Peach is also a, is a rich heiress in 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 the, yeah, in the, in the show. So in you. She was in Whatever she's in, I watch it. Anyway. Yeah, yep. I'm 10 times over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and anyway, so. You know, the whole time the guy's missing, and Beck is like hitting him up. Whole time Joe's got him locked in a room, but all he's also befriending, like being there for her while she's kind of like, you know, upset. And he's just like, "Yo, you're you're kind of an asshole, bro." And her friend Peach and her other friends don't really trust him. They they like him. They like him. No, I think the other ones, the, the other friends on Peach doesn't trust yeah, him. Peach right. doesn't trust them for whatever. But well, Peach, Peach doesn't, doesn't trust him because, because she has she ulterior has her motives. It, okay, well, we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Maybe. But, you know, you, you have to add that in there. Yeah, so she doesn't trust him because she almost feels like she's losing him. Losing her, her to him. Exactly. Why is she feeling that way? Okay, uh, I can't remember why. Why? Because she's in love. She she's feels like love. she's in love with uh, Beck. She also is in love. She's no. always there to give her money when she wants it, but also to keep her in control of her. No, remember, she's not just in love with Beck. She's obsessed with she Beck. She is obsessed she's with There is something about Beck. Beck got that fucking Karen, Cameron Diaz pussy right there. Like, she's putting so. it on everybody. People in love with her. Pretty much. They got pictures of her. Like, at one point, Joe, being the super creepy stalker that he is, hacks in to Peach's computer. And what does he find? A super creepy folder. Then uh, Peach has a picture of Beck. Yeah, it's full dude. And you're just like, yo, like, yo, like Beck is a pretty like, woman, but Jesus Christ. Hot. Yeah. Peach is super hot, and she's like, I I like me some Beck. And you're like, wait, what? You're like, wait a minute, this what? is levels. Like, Joe has the guy locked in the thing about to kill him if he hasn't killed him already. Right. Peach is over here stalking stalking Beck and doing this weird mind trying to take her away, like, yo, yeah. come move with me to Paris. Joe's like, I'm gonna kill all you bitches. Like, if you keep fucking with me, I've already killed one person over this woman. He definitely feels like he wants to kill Peach, but everybody else, like the other girls, he's just trying to win them over, and he actually kind of succeeds in it. But the Peach factor is Peach is not on board with him. But here's the best part: then out of nowhere, they break up. Remember, they break up. 
Oh yeah, Joe. If Joe ends up dating the finest black woman on oh, yeah, TV, he does. He does. Uh, what's her name? She, I seen a picture of her with like Lakeith Stanfield. Like she is beautiful. She's been working for a minute. She was on Center season two. And this when you realize, like, okay, Joe is like everybody Joe. likes this guy, Joe. Well, and because also he's also nice to his little uh, to the girls, the like, abused kid that's down that's exactly. lives downstairs. He's like, hey man, I I identify. He identifies with him because he was abused when he was younger. Yeah. So you don't even know about that until season two, but he's totally like not a father figure, but just like a very good like a big brother, friend. a big brother. Yeah, exactly. Like looking out for him, yeah. gives him books to read, tries to keep him outside of his abusive home, and he's just like, hey man. You and know, the funny part know. is. About and that's the part that endears exactly. everybody because you're like, oh, he looks after people. You're a piece of shit. You kill this guy, but you're also looking out for this kid. Yeah. So I can't really hate you, but I also should call the cops. But maybe wait till you, you know, not kill anybody to call the cops. I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. He. Yeah. Yo, you're right. He does kill the dude. The kid kills the guy, right? The kid. Well, no. The is. kid gets in the fight, and then Joe kills the guy. Yeah. Yeah. But um. The, yeah. The kid hit him. A lot of yeah. The kid hit him. The kid, kid hit him. Hit him yeah. But like, yeah. Joe, I think finished it. Yeah. And so um, instead of like you know saying hey he was abusing your mom you like to just call the police right. but anyway <laughs> um, but yeah so anyway Joe they, Joe and Ben but, break but up. No, he couldn't really do that because remember sorry to cut you off but he couldn't because remember at one point the boyfriend puts the mom in the hospital you're right but the mom keeps making she excuses, keeps making excuses yeah yeah so that's why that's why he ended up actually hitting him and Joe had to actually kill him because of that whole situation and so pretty much I mean Joe it's sort of like one angle you can look at him yes he's obviously psycho yes he obviously does like crazy things he's super obsessive of a person but he has qualities about him where if you took that element away that he would be a lovable person he does look up for people he does care for people um, everyone seems to like him um, he can pull people from left and right um, but the story gets a little twisted as it gets towards the end can I just make the one statement that as crazy as Joe is with Beck with the black girl he's like super he doesn't do no, any of this shit with her. Well, that's what he is because she's about that no bullshit type of deal. With Natalie Paul's Natalie, Oh, she's so fine, bro. Yeah, she is. She's pretty fine. She's like, oh, she's, she's brown skin too. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't give a cast a light skin actress. No, no. Like, she, she's from yeah. Brooklyn too, so it makes sense why she's in there. I, like, if I ever ran into her on the street, I'd take dumb shit to her. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, and so anyway, for whatever reason, we realized Joe's in love with Beck. This man has been, he has done everything to get in her good graces. He stalked her. He's killed her ex. He's been around. Beck is his one, his only. So he finds a way to get back to her. But doesn't he go to like a, a shrink and pretend? Oh, who's played by John Stamos? You're right, that's random. Like, that was random. Like, like oh, he goes to he goes to Beck's. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta throw a little Stamos in there here and there. Come on, John Stamos is randomly. Look, he he's, he's, he's not a Fuller House. He's like, all right, or he wasn't Fuller House. Then he's like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna give you some. Uh, he goes. Because it's well, Beck's therapist. It's Beck's therapist, and he thinks that Beck is sleeping with her therapist, so he goes to his therapist. But he's but he's saying like he says such a therapist like he's in a gay relationship. So right. he's saying everything that's happening. Yeah, right. But he's like, oh yeah, my boyfriend's doing this and stuff like that, just to throw him off. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, We're really, he's talking about Beck. He's talking about everything he's going through. He's also talking. Yeah, at some point, he's talking about the therapist. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. And so, um, but anyway, they he he finagles his way back in, and that's really when Peach, you know. Is on him at that point. Remember, that's when she's like, "Wait, what? You're back?" She thinks she remember. She thought she had her. She thought she had back. They were moving to because the, remember the old ex disappeared because 
Joe killed him, but she think, but Joe made everybody think that he just moved to fucking, you know, Guatemala right, or something. Down, yeah. And so, of course, Beck's all sad. Joe wrote, she wrote over Joe, and the ex is gone. So Peach is like, yo, we're just going to move to Paris, and we're going to rebuild your life. And Joe's like, Paris with me. Yeah. yeah, and Joe's like, nope, 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 I'm crazy. Remember, I've killed for this woman. I will kill again. I don't care. I've killed three people in the show already, or two people in the show already. So he finagles his way back in. And at one point, Beck and Peach go on are on a vacation with the Hamptons or something like that. Yeah, somewhere uh, yeah. in like Upper New York. And she has like a family home in the middle of like somewhere. Yeah, Peach is like super rich, and um, and so yeah, there's a like mind you, they go her Peach and Beck and like some other guys go, and of course Joe goes as well. <laughs> he creeps his way up in he there. He creeps his says, way up. In well, there. he doesn't tell him that he's going up there, does he? Yo, his stalker levels, honestly, bro. Like, honestly, we just we talked about the Black Widow and Natasha Romanoff, out, but honestly, our boy Joe is the best spy I've ever seen in life. If well, he ben, is sleek. If Thanos had Joe in his scene, he would have found all the Infinity. Oh, you would have. Of course. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll go find him. I'll go find him. I just got to go to this bookstore real quick. He would have found all the Infinity. Don't worry, about it. Right. right. Don't worry. I'm enough. Doctor Strange. Oh no, don't worry about it. He goes to this bookstore. Yeah, you know, he's, he's and so, um, yeah, he ends up in the Hamptons. And at first, he's just going, once again, to build recon and maybe kind of like, you know, just kind of sabotage everything to get her to come back. What ends up happening? Kelky, tell me what ends up happening. Oh, uh, well, um, sexual haunties uh, occur. They get nasty. Peach's friends start having sex and trying to get with each other. And then I think she's trying to get with one of the guys. No, remember Peach and first hits up with, she tries to hit up, she with, up with the dude, the, the the Some Indian guy, guy the, yeah. Indian, the, the like the Indian, like, and she uh, tries to have a threesome with Beck, exactly with Beck, and then she's not about it. And then he's like, and Joe's there, like, listening to him, like, oh my god, they're actually getting down. And Joe's like, I'm about to kill everybody yeah, in this house. He's getting hot because he's like, wait, everybody's trying to bug Meg. This guy's gonna bug Meg, she's gonna bug Meg. <laughs> he's flipping out, and yeah, yeah and Joe's and like, Joe's everybody gotta die. die. He does, but then things happen where he starts to create like a, a movement where either the drugs that they're having wears off, and it just happens to be just enough for him to say, "Okay, all right, there's enough time to install. They won't. They aren't going to do it. Thank God, Beck doesn't get plowed by two people in one night and <laughs> kill his little mood for. Her. I mean, plowed, plowed, punch, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a Really gross word. Hey, that's uh, it's like moist. Hey, yeah, they're, they're, no, it is moist. Yeah. Moist is real. Come on, moist, moist no. cheer. Imagine getting plowed <laughs> in a moist <laughs> area. Yeah, plowed. It's, it's very like tilling the field. It's tilling the field. So anyway, um, you have a towel. So what is it? So as, and anyway, of course, the whole time Peach is kind of like in some weird thing where she knows Joe sums up a joke. She knows, and what ends up happening? This this motherfucker kills Peach. Yeah, he killed Peach after she had seen, like... She saw oh, him. He cracked she him in the head. Yeah. He was like, oh, leave him in the head. Yeah, she and saw him at the house, just, yeah, which she obviously should not have been at. She, she kills him in the head. He right. wakes up, and he goes, R.I.P. to your girl, Peach. You're not going to make it. Right. I'm killed for our girl, Beck. I will kill anybody. But what... I, you know what the part that... See, Justin, you're going to have to fill in the thing, because I can't remember what happens after he kills Peach. After he kills Peach, he had that letter written. Uh, oh, yeah, about her. Was it a suicide letter? Correct. And it shoots her in the head, right? She shoots yeah, herself. She shoots, she shoots her in the head, but she herself. makes it seem like she shot Because you're wrestling for the gun, because Joe doesn't have his full strength, because he's already got cracked in the head before from... And with that, he's back in. 
Yeah. Your boy Joe is back in. Her best friends died. Her exes died. So now that he's the consoling party for her, there's no peach for her to run to. Now she he could just go. She could just uh, be taken care of by Joe. And so now he's the blanket. That and so he's rebuilding. Herself with. But as as ditzy and as whatever Beck is, flighty. At one point, she catches on. She finds a little trinket because Joe's. As as master level creepy as he is, he always grabs a memento. Exactly, just like he has like serial killer. Yeah, exactly. And so he had what did he have like um like a bracelet or something like that? He stole something from her, kept it locked in, and she finds it. No, I thought that um, he said. I think the little kid had said something about if that hiding. He said that, and then she finds it. And she finds it, I think, above... The toilet. Above the toilet. Yes. That's near the the end of the series. uh, But that's where... Last two episodes. That's where it goes. Yeah, so so she finds, like, a box and finds everything. Finds her old phone. Finds finds her pennies. Finds finds her pennies. Finds her ex-boyfriend's phone. Like, finds everything. And then, like... You know, she puts to two and two cool. together. Oh yeah, and then like when she's trying to leave, Joe is like, "Yeah," and then she gets knocked out. She ends up in the cage now, the same cage where her ex boyfriend died, and he's and she's just in there, stuck in a glass room, and your boy Joe is out here looking like we can make it work. We can make it work. We can make it work. We can be <laughs> together, try but... Trying to convince Beck. Don't think that I'm crazy. Don't, don't think that I'm... Only kill two of your friends. Okay? Right. Relax. Like, calm yeah, down. I did all this for you. I did this for you. Exactly. <laughs> you. Bring it back home to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, Beck, calm the fuck down. God damn. And literally, he has an attitude about he it. He does. He's like, I, just, like, I thought you would... I thought you'd be so okay with it. Like, that's how you know he's crazy. Yeah, it's like, do you know what I did for you? Like, bro, I'm buying peach for you. Exactly. That's funny because she is crazy over you. I have a stack of bodies. Because he wasn't right for you. And like I said, peach got it, bro. She's got, look, she, look, she's got that, that, she's got that Marilyn Monroe pussy, bro. Exactly. Like, yo, she, she's got that shit that, she got that sunshine, bro. Everybody comes to it, bro. Like, she can't, can't nobody deny the motherfucking back pussy. Like, you just can't. Like, it's literally fire. Your boy Joe will kill for it. Angel fire. Yo, your girl Peach spent money on me. Like, she was spending money on me. Yo, like... She spent money and took it on holiday. That's what... Even the ex And who, it was even hers. Right? And the ex who, like, treated her like shit. It wasn't... He was just an asshole. He still wanted it. He would blow her up. Like, he was on it. Like, she was just like, I can't deal with you right now. I got this beautiful man named Joe to take care <laughs> of me. Not realizing this nigga Joe was plotting. You feel me? Um, so he locks her in the room and they have this dialogue over an episode. And of course, you know, she Beck does what every woman in captivity does. She, you know, tries to smooth him out of it. And he tries to tell her, hey, this is your time you can write in here, you can do this. Yeah, and then no, she actually starts writing her story and writes her book. She's a writer. And that's what the main draw was for him. Because he's like, big, yeah. I'm a big, I'm a book, I'm a guy that works in a bookstore. She's a writer. We're meant to be together. He has her write uh, this fantastic story and writing it exactly like pretty much their love story slash her life. It's what drew them together. Is that right. well initially? Is it she's a writer? He's a book. He's a, Wait, you know, she, he's a reader. So she did write her book. She, she wrote her book while yeah. she was locked up in your boy Joe's glass cage. Gotcha. Okay. And um, 
Yeah, and so like you said, she she's there and she like you said, she's smoothing him and kind of gassing him up because obviously it's not a whole lot you can do when you're in a cage, but think about how to escape. So what do you tell your boyfriend? Oh, I love you. Yeah, we can make it work. And Joe's like, work? And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, come on, Joe. Like, come on. And like, fuck Peach. Fuck my ex. Who cares? Like, you know, whatever. Like, it's, it's blood stains in here, but it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's not, we're fine. Like, we're fine. We can make it work. We're good. We're good. And Joe's like, all right. And what what, is it, what happens after that? So he does let her, he opens the door. Stupid. Um, I think she knocks him out. She does knock him out. Yeah, she tries and to knock him out, push him she starts to run up the stairs, gets on into the stairs, and then all of a sudden he grabs her, and it cuts to black. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes back, you found out that she unfortunately... Yo, your boy's burying her in a, in a park in right. New York. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, yo! No. I thought she would make it back with you're, me again. You're like, yo, you killed Beth, man. Yeah. All of this... For what? All for what? All man. of this for what? And like, during the whole series, yeah, there's all of these flashbacks of his ex girlfriend, like, oh, oh yeah. you did, you did this, you back. I thought you were better than her. I thought you were better than yeah, my ex girlfriend. Yeah, you were doing this. Yeah, he has an ex yeah. that disappears that he alleged that he allegedly kills or just disappears. But they show him killing her, pushing her in front of a car. No, or they just like that. show they just show that he grabs her. Aggressively after an argument, and that's it. And that's oh, all you see. You don't see that she happen. lives in Italy, right? And like, she has a fake, fake or a, her Instagram or Facebook says she's in Italy, but everybody's like, I tried to contact her, but I couldn't. And, and we know, and uh, you know Joe's, Joe's history. Of, you've seen him kill somebody in episode two or three, so. and you, you've seen him how he'll fake on social media for right. someone else. And so. mind you, like so throughout this throughout the season, um, Beck she didn't really have doubts for a while, but then she started to get doubts. I forgot how. They, like, let her on. She ran in. Remember, they ran into somebody that knew his ex, Joe's yeah. ex. Gotcha. So she was trying to find people and, like, was really trying to call out, yo, where's your ex girlfriend? Like, where is she at? Blah, blah, blah. But because Joe was clever, he had access for everything. But Joe actually ended up at the very end, you know, killing Beck, um, put out the book um, as, like, her love, like, not suicide, because she was not that she died. I guess she. Because while she was while she was gone in the cellar, everyone else thought she was on a retreat, like the of self discovery or something like that. Yeah, like that accident happened, and um, her book got published that framed her therapist. And people were saying her therapist did it. John Stamos. Right. John Stamos. going to jail at the end of the season. Because that's where so, they found her body buried underneath his house. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Right. So, so, they, so, they pretty, so he pretty much, you know, put in the book in there. Because he, I guess, Joe went and finished some of the, the, the end parts of it and everything like that. But set it all up and framed the therapist. And everything worked out right. And then Joe is on his way to season two. Freaking Joe. Right. So, two. But at the end of the season one, you find out that his first girlfriend that he's th- you thought he killed is actually alive. Very much alive. It's said she shows up at his house, right? right. Like, so, so we gotta talk. And we like, need to talk. And that's how the show ends. That's how the show ends. We need to talk. And you thought he had killed her this whole time, so you're like, wait, what? So, WTF. Look. So that's a movie. It's a show that you definitely need to watch. You need to watch it. That's season one of You... And uh, it's it's definitely interesting. It's one of those where I was I don't know why I didn't watch it. But honestly, I didn't I didn't hear about it until season two because uh, I think for Wait, a while. What? And you wouldn't watch it until we told yeah, him to watch it. We blowed him up about it. I know. I, was like, I, I just because honestly, you know what? I think 
even even before Disney Plus and like Apple Plus, I just haven't been on Netflix like that. Um, so other than like Stranger Things or stuff like that. So like I'm like, all right, cool. I think the last thing I watched before this on Netflix was the show with the movie with um uh Ryan Reynolds. Like Six Underground. Oh, six Slender. Underground. Yeah, that's the last thing I watched on there. It was a funny movie. It was a fun movie. I but, had to finish it or I fell asleep through half of it. But it was yeah. pretty fun for the first part. But uh yeah. So the big thing is I but and so the thing about you, I mean obviously we're at the end of this show, so if you're still listening, just catch up, is that you was, was already on Lifetime. It had been on Lifetime for a year. And then they oh, put it on Netflix. Yeah, it's yeah. a lifetime. Of, it was a lifetime TV show that would, had aired. I and did everything. not know that. Yeah, I, know I that thought it was option for lifetime, and then went to Netflix. It literally yeah, blew so up cool. after it got on Netflix. It was yeah. on lifetime, and it didn't do nothing. It did nothing. Well, that's how it works. If you get all the episodes in one, this is a binge like generation where they're like, I can just take it out. In and let's three be real. Days. Like outside of uh, finding, you know, doing sending R. Kelly to jail show. Was that finding R. Kelly or whatever? Oh, yeah, surviving surviving R. Kelly. Nobody really watches Lifetime regularly. You know what I mean? I that is honestly, not true. No, I think it has to be like a major. So, it. like, I think. But, like, TV series, I'm guessing. I think that. I think with um, That's Lifetime, right. you have to, like. It has to be like a major movie. Like, this yeah. on. Yeah. For people to watch it. Exactly. Like, I know, like, one thing I'm excited for they have, like, the like, Clark Sisters movie that's coming out, like, in April. I have no idea who that is or what it's about. Anyways, but. Sounds they, fake, but I'm sure it's enjoyable. Um, no, the Clark Sisters is a very, very big gospel group that's been around for, like, a long time. Yeah, I knew that. Wow. We knew that. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. That's why I did. About that. We were just joking about it. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. But anyway, so it has to be something like that for, like, people to go to Lifetime. Other than that, because Lifetime wasn't what it used to be, where people just, I was on Lifetime all the time. Like, people just not really watching Lifetime like that. So I watch Lifetime while I'm sleeping. Oh. And then also while I'm awake. Oh, okay, cool. You really, anyway. Right. You know what? So anyway, uh, yeah, so with season two, there's a whole other thing coming up, but wait. Hold up. Like, wait, we got it. Yo, I think it's time to clock out. I think it is time to clock out. What? I never clocked in. Wait. Oh, so you working off the clock. You working No, free. I'm going to have somebody fix my time currently. Oh, all right, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Well, I think we want to talk about season two. Uh, next episode? Yeah, next week? Um, actually, in the next two, three, four chips there you go yeah all right man uh so with that being said remember email us uh listen up at work pod at gmail.com hit us up on instagram movies at work and twitter at movies at work one and somebody uh we're gonna, we're gonna set up like a patreon or something or a cash app or something so you can send us money <laughs> no i think we will start a patreon i'm down we will start a patreon account but more details later they will come out soon you guys until next time you guys bye man.